Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Welcome to the Echo Podcast. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. And this is the podcast where we talk about faith and life questions that young adults are facing and really just people in general are facing. And today I am very excited, as I am every episode, because I can be. Um, I'm excited because I'm joined by two wonderful people who have been a, um, whether they realize it or not, because we haven't had a like a ton of interaction together, but they really actually have served um, as mentors to me in the conversations that I've been able to share with them. And that is Tim Cove and Kim Cove. And uh, these are two people that I very much appreciate, and I'm really excited to have you both on. And so I just want to give you a second to introduce yourselves, and Tim, we can start with you. Well, I'm Tim. (laughs) There you go, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I've been a pastor for uh, 12, 13 years, teacher before that, and I just, I love to invest in people's lives. That's what Mm. I'm about. Awesome. And Kim? I'm Kim Cove. And we try to keep it easy so people yeah. can remember who we are, Tim and Kim. Um, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, before that, I was a stay-at-home mom. And I guess mm. that means I invest in people, too. <laughs> Always. Now, um, yeah, I. so the way that we all connected, you know, I roomed with you yes. um, at, I think it was EC3, an evangelism yep. conference. And we got to talking a lot, and, and you saw some stuff in me that... Um, and, and we're, we're able to speak into an area of my life that, that, um, was helpful, um, as we, as we talked together. And then Kim, you and I connected at the Awaken conference and attended each other's seminars yeah. and, um, became big fans of each other. It was yeah. really cool. Um, and so I, I've appreciated the role that both of you have played in my life. So I'm really grateful you're here. Um, and I think in that, in that aspect of mentorship, I think you two are also good people to talk about this, this, what we're talking about today, which is. Um, the big thing that people struggle with, especially when we're talking about college and careers and how much money is involved in both of those decisions, mm-hmm. right? Um, people trying to figure out and discover what their purpose is, you know, what their future should look like, whether that's career or non-career. So I don't want to I don't want to pigeonhole us necessarily, but um, I know that the majority of that ends up being filtered through career, and um, so. And the other thing I want to say as I jump into this, I work at Southern, I recruit to Southern, <laughs> and if I'm not honest about that, like I get that I have a bias to get people to Southern. As we talk about college in the future, um, listener, please know this. <laughs> um, I want you to go where God is calling you to go. Right. And if that's Southern, cool. If it's not, if it's somewhere else, if it's community college, if it's not college at all, wherever it might be, then I will I will pray for you in celebrator- in celebration. Mm-hmm. Of, of you following God's will for your life. And so, yeah, there is no, um, obviously I have a bias towards Southern and I think it's great. I wouldn't work there if I didn't, but it wouldn't be fair if I didn't make that clear, right? So um, as we talk about this um, and discovering your purpose and figuring out, you know, who you are and, and, and what you want to do, um, what would you say is potentially, you know, a good first step for someone to ask, the, if they're asking the question, what is my purpose or, or what do I want to be? What would you say might be a good first step? Self-discovery is going to be the map. Uh, for, for me, if, if you can discover who you are, what you love to do, because often what you love to do and what you're good at are going to be the same thing. Yeah. It's also going to be what people say, oh, man, you are so yourself there. If you can discover that, that's going to be like a roadmap to lead you the next step. Mm. 
So yeah, I think um, I think identifying the things that you're passionate about or the things that you love doing or are talented at is a really good way to do that. And I think uh, for me, a lot of the things that, I mean, even podcasting for me, that's something I discovered when I was like 24. It's a good fit for it you. Was a, it became a good fit, but I did, wouldn't know that if I never tried it. And so a lot of this does end up, you do need to try new things within reason. Uh, but, um, you know, for me, it's almost uh, the the motto that I had almost in, in college and in, in high school and even now as an adult was, you know, as long as it doesn't disagree with my values that, you know, I have right. as a person, I'll say, I'll try anything once. Um, if, if I like it, great. If I don't, I gave it a shot. Meh. Exactly. Um, but you don't know if you never try it. And so that's a, that's a huge thing as, as far as self-discovery is concerned. Um, yeah. I, I would say in, in, in connection with that, or even maybe before that is to find out who you are in your brain, how you're wired. Hmm. Um, because if you, I enjoy public speaking. Yeah. I enjoy people. And as an introvert, that drains me of energy. So by enjoying people, if I'm a school teacher and I'm in front of people, many people, <laughs> over and over, every day, every day, all the same people, I'm going to deplete my energy. Mm -hmm. Whereas as a therapist, where I'm seeing one-on-one, -on -one, that fits how my brain is wired. Mm. So understanding how you're wired as coupling that with what you enjoy and what brings you life is going to be a step towards discovering yeah. your quote-unquote so, purpose. What are some ways that people can kind of like figure out who they are and, and answer that question? Oh, that's a good I know. Question. There's like a million ways. To... Um, well, I mean, there, obviously, there's all those self self assessment tests. I mean, you can mm -hmm. you can find out what movie character you are on, you know, Lord of the Rings if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff that's more scientifically accurate would be the Myers Briggs, um, but then you have to also take those with a grain of salt because um, growing up in the church, you can fit a model of what the church wants you to be like, and you're really not self-aware. Mm. And so the, you take the tests, you talk to people who know you, uh, not people with an agenda of what they mm. want you to be, um, and then just sit with that and then observe yourself. It's kind of like you take that an observer role and you watch how you are in the world and go, okay, well, that makes sense. That might not make sense. Maybe that's not accurate. Oh, well, this is what I, this mm. is where I get energy. This is, this fits me more. Yeah. Um, so self-observation and taking tests like the Myers-Briggs yeah. are really good for that. Yeah, I think with with both of those, with like with Myers-Briggs or, you know, Enneagram is the big one. Yes, to, that's not scientific um, though. So some know, people go against yeah. that. I find it, the Enneagram is extremely accurate mm -hmm. with As how people... Yeah are motivated. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that the the problem comes when we treat those as the destination. So we took the test, we got the answer, we go, okay, that's who I am. And really they're the starting place. Right. Like they help you exactly. have a baseline or a foundation to build from. Yes. And and kind of narrow your trajectory down. It'd be nice if we could figure ourselves all out at the beginning. Yes. But take some kind of test and it would tell us. I mean there's a movie we watched uh, where every young people as they're going through school they don't choose their career. They're told what they have mm -hmm. all the gifts and the aptitude for, and they go in that direction, and miraculously, it turns out great. Well, we don't have that in real life. Yeah. And so we are in a process of discovering who we are, and 
in the mix of that flux, we have to choose something that seems to fit. And like you said earlier, try it out. But it may change over time. As we grow, it's going to change. Yes. When our uh, social situation changes, uh, we move or we get married or we have a kid, again, that impacts it. So there's not one perfect uh, place where you love work every day. Mm -hmm. Everything, your career, your path, everything's going to have, depending on what... uh, brain type you are, you're going to sit and you're going to reevaluate and say, am I where I want? I remember when I was teaching, there were many times I'd come home from school and say, I've got to get a different job. (laughs) I remember (laughs) that too. But, you know, just going off of that, when you said it might change, your purpose or your calling that God has for you may lead you down a path that looks like it's going away because Tim Tim was called as a pastor at the age of nine and he spent almost 20 years as a teacher. Hmm. So that, that, and God put him in that teacher role. Yeah. It was not that he was denying his call. It's because that teacher role had something to teach him, had some character development for him yeah. and me as well, because we were married very young. And I needed to change and grow and be, and, and figure out what the pastor's wife role would be like for me when I'm older. So mm. we needed that time. So your purpose, your ultimate purpose may not, it may not look like you're going in that direction. Yeah. Well, and mm. I think there, there's another risk here too, because when, when, I, when, I hear, when I hear you talking, the most important thing in, in your purpose is the you, not the, your purpose. Yes. And I think what we do yeah. is yes. we, we start defining ourselves by our purpose. And so if, we, if it turns out that we can't do the thing that we thought we were called to do, right. then what are we? Right. And... Your purpose is your purpose is to love God, love others, and to be a human being. Yes. So when you do have a kid, when you do get married, your your um, your purpose isn't changed. You're loving God, you're loving people, and you're being the best you that you know to be in, in becoming yeah. more like. Christ. I like that because you don't start doing your purpose when you get to work. No, exactly. You're doing your purpose when you're snoring in the middle of the night. Okay? I mean, your whole life, let's not let's not have segments where okay, I'm going to have God here and I'm going to have life here and I'm going to have fun here. Uh, God wants us to be whole uh, and integrated people. Yes. Um th- yeah, I think it's it is it, so many people get get caught up that they have to do this thing and if they lose it, they lose themselves. And don't get me wrong, feeling useful and feeling like you're productive in doing something is Good, and we don't want to lose that. But the idea that you are you are worth more than the things you're doing, and the other side of that is just because it's your purpose doesn't mean that thing needs you. Um, so the other thing we get people that work themselves to death mm. for a work for a job, a company, a church, mm-hmm. um, both as a volunteer or even in ministry, like you know professional ministry, and they think I have to, I have to, I have to. The church is going to be there. Right. whether you're there or not. And if you don't show up, they're going to figure out how to move on. I mean, there may be some pains there and, and conflict that happens, right. but ultimately, like, the most freeing thing to, to me has been to realize that I'm dispensable. <laughs> um, and I don't... depressing. <laughs> no, it's, and it sounds depressing, but what I mean is, like, it, it's a pressure-off thing. Yes, it's it it's, it's yeah, freeing. It. Yeah, it's freeing. It means that I don't have to. It means that I, I can take advantage of the vacation days. I can take advantage of and, and, and 
protect myself, preserve myself, and and take care of myself. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of where I sit in, in a lot of that yeah. too. That's been a big part of my journey is is separating um, those two things. But can I go back to when you yeah. said the it, it's really about you? Yeah. That when Jesus was here, he knew who he was. Mm. He was solid in who he was. Yeah. And then that allowed him to do what he needed to do. Yes. And until we know who we are, and that's a discovery until the day you die. So we're not going to be like, this is who I am and I'm staying here. Never, because that's yeah. not possible. Um, but when you know who you are, then what you need to do comes so much more yeah. easily. Well, for me too, everyone pigeonholed me as a pastor full time. Wow. Everyone told me from the time I was in eighth grade and I preached at chapel for the first time, mm. they were like, oh, you got to be the class pastor and you got to do this and you got to do that and you're going to be a pastor. And so for a while I bought into that, but then I realized like, no, my call is to ministry. And I realized that that the thing that I was passionate about and the thing that I really loved doing was helping people embrace who God has called them to be. And I realized that I don't care what how I get paid to do that. You know, I don't care what the job is necessarily as long as I'm able to do that and I have fun doing the job. And so not all the time, obviously, but for the most part. And um, so for me, people are always like, what are your career goals? Where do you want to be in five years? I'm like doing what I'm doing, but better. <laughs> right. Or you know what I right. mean? I want to yeah. keep doing the thing that I know I'm called to do. And I don't really care what that looks like. Right. Um, and that's also been a huge pressure off for me. I'm not living by someone else's expectations. I'm living confident in what I feel that God has called me to do. Um, and I feel like I'm doing it well um, and honoring God by doing so. Like, for, so for me, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's hard, though, to what people think you're supposed to be or what you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Because unlike you, I was told I shouldn't be a therapist because hmm. I was way too sensitive. Mm. And yet it's my sensitivity and my empathy that allows me to be the kind of therapist that I am. So it's, it is really where you have to, sometimes you have to listen to the people because they know you well. And sometimes it's, you got to turn the people off yes, because they have an agenda for you or they, they don't see as big as what you feel inside that you're called to do. Hmm. That's huge. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I want to switch gears here because okay. a lot of people also pigeonhole themselves into having to go to college or trade school or like mm -hmm. or they have to go a certain route mm -hmm. at, even to be at the place that they are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So what are your opinions on like, do I really have to go to college or do I really have to do trade school or do I have to, you know, are, are different routes okay? Um, that kind of thing. Where, where are you on that? And it's okay if all three of us even disagree on this. That's fine. I hope I don't cause trouble at home uh, if you guys disagree. I don't know. We're for, find for me, I've never gone the prescribed route. No. Hmm. I took biology, chemistry, undergraduate, and ended up teaching elementary school. Okay. Hmm. And then I was teaching high school science, and I became a pastor not by going back to school, but by just switching over and starting to do the role. And then I got an, an, a master's degree at Southern. Very good. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, so no, there's not a one size fits all. Hallelujah, there's not a one size yes. fits all. I mean, sometimes they have clothes that are one size fits all and you can tell, right? Yes. Same with careers. Um, there's something about discovering yourself and being connected with God as your, as your divine authority, your, your, your guide, and things just open up. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard something about a door. If the door you're trying to open doesn't 
isn't unlocked, it's not your door. Mm. So you, like you said, try things, keep moving forward until you find that unlocked door. And I know that's a real simple, easy analogy. It's a lot harder in real life. But literally, listen, if we trust God is who we say he is, who he says he is, Mm -hmm. then let's stop trying to figure it out with a test and let's start spending some time uh, Mm -hmm. listening to God, Mm -hmm. open to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And, and hey, here's an open door. Yeah. But it looks scary. (laughs) You know, take, take the risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, I think we have put a lot of people in unnecessary debt, in mm-hmm. unnecessary positions, or even down career paths they didn't want to go because um, we've we've taught for years that you have to do things a certain way. And the longer that I'm in faith, the more I find myself saying, praise God, there's a place for everyone and a path for everyone in his church, including those that don't go to college. One of my yeah. favorite things when I talk with my colleagues and even up to like administration, um, when I talk at work is when we're talking about families that are coming or, you know, um, we, we, we ask the question, um, is this the right place for this person based on whether it's their, their values or their, their academic performance, whatever, or from our end, um, does their lifestyle, like, does the things that they value, and we try to ask questions that help us understand what they're looking for. Um, you don't want to put someone in a car they don't like. You don't want to put them at a university or a college mm-hmm. you don't like. Mm-hmm. And and so there is asking the question, like, is this the right thing for you? Because it's not just about you being, it's not just about the school flourishing or anyone else. It's about every member of the community flourishing. And sometimes you do find out, you know, after you've begun that it wasn't the right fit. That yeah. happens too. Sometimes that's the door that seems to be open and you need to go through it to discover, no, this is not where yeah. I'm meant to be. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think the other thing, we actually are seeing a shift. This is something I do know because of my work. We're seeing a shift where the value of having a bachelor's degree has gone up, but the value of having any specific bachelor's degree right. has gone down. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of becoming more like a general high school diploma exactly. used to be. Exactly. Yes. The difference being if your, if your career, if, if, what you, if your major has the same name as the career, the value goes up. So nursing, accounting, right. engineering, um, yeah, those, that's where it tends to go up. And so what, I'm, what, I'm, what I tell people now is um, it's the opportunities that you have are the ones that you're going to make for yourself. And, you know, college, university, that can help you get connections and meet people and preserve community in your life. Man, when I left college and I no longer had community, and you know this in our talks, yes. I yes. struggled hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was very, I got, it got worse after we had talked even. And um, I'm in a process now of rebuilding that community, but yeah. um, it can be a great place to find the opportunities or to be presented with opportunities. And so if that's what you value, you know, you chase after it, but it's going to be very much determined on what, how you take advantage of the opportunities before you, whether you're in school or out of school. I had a friend who dropped out of high school and owned a house before any of us, yes. <laughs> for any of us that went the college route and was yeah. making over 100K yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are some people that will know with clarity where they want to end. They know their end game and they just chart it and go. But for the rest of us, most of us, we have to kind of meander back and forth and, and find the trail. Yes. And, and every and path okay. is different. Yeah. I'm not better than someone, than someone who didn't go to college. Right. It's no. a different path. It's not, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, and and I, I wish we would 
soapbox, but I wish we would stop looking at people living differently than us and just assume that if they don't think the way, look the way, or live the way that we do, that, oh, they're just not here yet. They're not, they haven't arrived mm-hmm. to my enlightenment yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. I need to help them. Mm-hmm. Nah, <laughs> meet people where they are on their mm-hmm. path and, and, and ask people to meet you on yours. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, it's, it is so important um, to, I think discovering your purpose is done in community. The, and asking other people. Um, I used to ask people what I'm good at. Now I started asking people what I'm bad at or the things that they Ooh, notice. That's a good question. Um, or, or the things that they notice that maybe have annoyed them or otherwise. Not because it's going to make me feel bad, I know. But it does help me identify some of the things that that um, may help me understand, like, oh, I shouldn't do this or I should do right. this or I need to work on this area of my life too. Mm-hmm. And so all of that, I think, plays a part. But... Hey, any um, any final words or words of encouragement that you want to leave listeners with? Mm-hmm. It's a journey. It's a journey, and uh, you know it. It seems kind of trite and silly to talk about roses and smelling them, <laughs> but honestly, at eighteen, don't be in a rush to get to the end of the journey. Mm-hmm. At twenty, don't be in a rush. If you're twenty-six and you're not married and you don't have a career yet, that's okay. I have two out of three of those things. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>. I, <laughs> I'm twenty-six um, and I'm not married. Uh, life has no um, checklist that you know mm. you have to do all these things and then you've arrived. There are many checklists, mm. but I'll tell you the best guidance you'll get for your life is going to be the Holy Scriptures. I, I just have to tell you, uh, it's a guidebook. And there's going to be parts that relate more to you than to me. That's why it's such a thick book, because it's got something in there for everyone. Mm, that's huge. Thank you, Tim. Anything? Uh, and all I can think of is what Brene, would, Brene Brown would say, <laughs> I can't say her name, is to choose courage over comfort mm. and to be okay with being a brave and afraid at the same time. Yes. Wow. I love it. Well, thank you both. This has been a great conversation. I loved this. Um, and to anyone out there who is in that tension right now, trying to figure out what do I do and feeling like you may be pulled in a pre, you know, a prescribed route or trying to carve your own path, um, know that we here at Echo are praying for you. Um, know that, know that, take your journey. Um, take the time that you need. Spend some time in prayer and in community and, and figuring out um, not just what you want to do or what you're called to do, but also who you are. Mm. Um, and... And it's going to make all the difference and take the time that you need to do that. Um, So, listener, thank you so much for journeying with us. If you want to check out more content from the Echo podcast or from any of the other young adult content that's coming out of the Carolina Conference, head on over to theprojectrefresh.org. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.